0: Welcome to Shift Your Reality Podcast. My name is Kübra Özgüvenç, a happiness alchemist, chemist, coach, and astrologer. I started this podcast to share the journey that helped me and will help you to reach your highest potential and live your dream life. Let me give you a clue. It's about noticing your true needs, having more self-compassion, accepting your authentic self with love and reconnecting your worthiness so join me and get ready to shift your reality hello everyone welcome to another episode of shift your reality podcast today i have a wonderful guest and we have an amazing topic to talk i'm here with Tambri harris and she is the founder of survivors the tribe uh, welcome Tambri. how are you today I'm great. Thanks so much for having me today. Thanks for being here. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how do you help people?
1: <laughs> okay, yes, absolutely. So I've been a leadership and life coach for over 20 years. I started working in corporate America, and after about 20 years there, I moved into having my own company so that I could kind of work a little more on my own terms and and really focus in the area that I actually have a lot of heart and about four years ago it was put on on my heart to to do more work in the space of supporting survivors and it's a um it could be survivors of abuse survivors of trauma I myself am a survivor of both um childhood sexual abuse, as well as domestic violence. And when I did my own healing work, what I began to realize was that some of the limiting beliefs that got kind of created in me when I was little, and I can talk more about that later, but what I realized is that these limiting beliefs drove some, some behaviors worked for me, but other ones did not. And so I believe that that led me to marry abusers and so until I broke that mindset and and I had to do that to be able to get out of some of my unhealthy patterns and so that's um it's one of those once you find um joy and happiness and peace you want that for others and so that's why i formed the organization and it's there to both just be an encouragement to i can tell more about that as well as um i offer my services to people to help them move from what i call surviving to thriving
0: it is one of the most important thing because um violence and sexual abuse even for the for their ages it is super um I don't know with which words I can describe my feelings, but it is uh, hard to get over and facing with that as a child, but using your trauma to heal others. It is mm-hmm. so honorable and um, incredible. Thank you for doing this. Well, and Kubra, I appreciate you having me here because so many times this is a
1: topic we don't talk about. You know, there's yeah. got, it has like this the shame and the silencing that we put around it, but then that keeps people in this hurt, stuck place. And so forums like this, where we can begin to bravely speak, you know, hope into and hope and healing into it is so important. So thank you for honoring the topic and having me join you in this conversation.
0: It's a pleasure for me to have you here with this incredible uh, topic that you... Will share how you make your magic work for others. As well. <laughs> so, shall we dive in? Okay, sure, sure. You know, one of the things that I like to do
1: is help people well, really try and get back to their true self. And so, sometimes we don't even realize this false self that we've, we've been putting on. And so, I'll, I'll speak a little bit for myself. Um, One of my limiting beliefs, and this is something that I find in many of the people that I work with, was I am not worthy. And if you have a friend who says to you, I am not worthy, the first thing you're going to tell her is you absolutely are. Where is that coming from? You are so beautiful. How could you possibly feel that way? Well, somehow that was put up into our spirits, you know, young or whenever. And so for me, what I think happened was, um, you know, this abuse was happening to me and it was by someone close to the family. And so, and the family was dealing with their own kind of trauma at the time. Won't go into all those details, but basically I think they were so distracted with their own lives. They didn't either take the time or have the time or whatever to intervene. And I believe my little girl um, believed that she wasn't worthy of intervention. You know, why is all this happening? And so what happened was um, I learned, I told you, there were some behaviors that worked for me. So the behaviors that worked for me were I ended up becoming a big doer. And a big striver and perfectionist and overachiever to try and create a sense of worth that I am valued because of all these things I do. Um, But the thing is, what I told you how it worked against me just because I married abusers, but it also worked against me because how long can we just be on this hyper um, intense? pace of trying to prove ourselves. And, and so being able to sit back and, and begin to look at those limiting beliefs. And so what I do is I work with people to look at what I call the main character of their story, which would be them. Mm -hmm. But we look at it from an objective perspective. So you can truly see the inner story, the outer story. And then again, some of those those belief systems that have gotten embedded in us and get really curious about why is that? What is that? And how can we begin to rewrite the narrative? And um, I don't know how much you talk about science, but you know, the neuroplasticity and really looking at rewiring the brain. And so Mm -hmm. I work with people to really examine these limiting beliefs and to begin to rewire so that we can truly dispel this "I'm not worthy" piece, and really begin to claim their worth and see all the beauty that is there.
0: Yes, and when did it start for you? First noticing that you are worthy, and mm-hmm. actually, you were—you know—you were not um, giving yourself the credit you deserve.
1: You know that is such a great question, and it may be really helpful for some people to know that it wasn't until my thirties and so you know it's never too soon or too late to do the work and and the thing about sometimes when we have these things they're so deeply embedded in us we don't even realize it and so what um to be honest the thing for me was i had suppressed the memories of the abuse and so I was actually, I mentioned how i would worked in corporate America. I was in this large workshop in corporate America and I was, um, they, they were, having this, this demonstration around energy and it was about how, um, how positive energy can affect us and how negative energy can affect us. And hey, wow, when. Wow. Well, yeah, and when they did this, they did a demonstration. I'm going to go into more detail about it because it's kind of fascinating. Uh, Yes, please. uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, And so they they invited someone from the audience or from the class up, and she was a friend of mine. And so I knew this wasn't like a put-on type thing. And so they said, okay, you know, I want you to put your arm out to your side. And she did. And so she's just sitting there, and they pushed on it a little bit. And they said, okay, everybody send her positive energy. And so we did and they pushed on her arm and you could just tell it was even stronger. And then they said, okay, now everybody send her negative energy. And when they said that, I thought that like made me feel bad. And so I didn't do it, but I still watched. And all of a sudden without them even touching her arm, it fell to her side. And when I watched that, I had a panic attack and I had never had a panic attack before. And so, yes. And so I'm sitting here in this very kind of public professional space, trying to manage myself, knowing I can't run out of the room, but wanting to, and I'm scanning the room, trying to find the safest person. And I find her and at the next break, I pull her aside. And we end up I'm like, you know, I don't know what just happened, but you know, I need you to talk me down because I'm just, and, and what was beautiful was, I picked a good person because she believed me. She understood. She said, "You know what? I've had that happen to me before." And so she taught. And so I ended up. Start- I went to counseling at that point, and it took me probably—I don't know—it took me years um, because I had to work through some t- upper layer stuff. And I don't know how many people have done their work, but you—you you go through this layer, and you then you get to the next and the next. And so I had to work through a few layers before I got to this. This part of me that, to be honest, it took a while for me to accept because it was just such a almost horrifying thing to recognize and, and honor. But once you see it, once you name it, you take its power away, and that's what I would also want for people is to to have the courage to to step into that healing. Because when you do, when you begin claiming what you know to be true, and I think that was the other thing, one of my other Mental things was stay small, don't be seen, don't have a voice. And I think I was silenced. And so you start claiming your voice, you start claiming your power and you can begin again claiming what I call is your your going forward story, your going forward chapter.
0: Wow. Uh, b- both of the stories are incredible. And it's a, I think it's a common thing for many people to suppress their memories when they have a, something horrifying, or they, they, they don't want to cope. Really. Oh, that's very true. That is very true. And, and especially, you know, especially again, the things that happen
1: to me is it you know, happening to you as a child or a young adult that can especially because you just can't make sense of it. And so you just suppress it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, and again, you probably talk. about, this sometimes is that so? Then we're, we suppress it, but you're not getting rid of it. It stays yeah. with you, and it manifests in so many different ways. And so, and and it's actually interesting. There's so many studies, and I'm I'm um, not a scientific type person. I'm more of a intuitive person, but I love that science supports this about the fact that they call them adverse childhood experiences. And the more you have, the more increased likelihood you have for not only depression and anxiety, but also physiological things like increase in cancer, increase in heart disease, those type of things. And so to me, it's like, that's why it's so important that as this stuff starts coming up, don't push it back down. Allow it to be freed because it's it's trapped in your body right now. For me, a lot of it was um, joint pain a lot of joint pain because it gets trapped in your body and got trapped in my joints. And so, you know, to be able to feel your full, you know, the full life that you want to live, you've got to begin to release some of this. And so that's what my hope is, is to kind of one, be a, um, a safe space and someone who's kind of been there and understands, but also has, you know, the degrees and certifications that help people, make that transition and begin to really do that that work
0: yeah that's actually a very good point because for some people sharing our memories their memories with their their uh therapist if they don't feel safe if the therapist doesn't create that safe space for that person it is uh, not helpful to share all those um memories because it is like you are creating new neural paths for, for yourself. And the more you tell the same story, the more you attach with it. It's like, the you know, <laughs> killing Medusa, uh, kind of, if, if you stare at the memory directly, you just give yourself a stroke. You stop feeling, you stop talking and seeing, you just exist somehow. So oh, I have a question here. Um, even though we suppress the memories, they are there and we know they uh, affect on us and do they also create our limiting beliefs mm-hmm. even though we, we don't notice them? Mm-hmm. I, I believe
1: so. I believe because the, the, it's an experience. You, mm-hmm. You've had an experience and so you make up stories and belief systems around this experience. And so I think that sometimes, and that's one of the things that I like to do with people. And and one thing I would like to build on that you were talking about with the therapist is that in you know, the way I see it, um, you know, you have an experience and with therapy, it's important to do the look back. It's important to process that. But then we get to a place where we're kind of in the here and now and we can get stuck. And so my what I seek to do is then help you look forward and kind of get out of that stuck place and do the look forward. And so one of the ways that I do that is really beginning to tap into some of those belief systems that have been created that we might all think that everybody thinks this way. So for example, one of my belief systems was, you know, life is hard. And so I woke up every day believing that life is hard and it's meant to be trudged through and you just kind of make one step at a time and you'll get through today and you'll get through tomorrow. Boy, isn't that an arduous <laughs> perspective, right? But I thought everybody yeah. felt that way. Um, and so beginning to really look at what are those things that you hold on to and beliefs that may not be true or may not be universal. And 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 so, you know, I'll ask sometimes some some lead questions or lead um, phrases like I must always dot, dot, dot. And so (laughs) you fill in the I must always, or you never dot, dot, dot. So one of mine was, and this was definitely given to me by my parents, but you know, you are never idle. You always must be doing, because if you sit on the couch, then you are lazy and you're, you need to go be productive and so there's some value in that but you know how can you ever rest your your spirit rest your body if you don't give yourself some some self care time and so um and so that's one another one and so getting helping people understand what are some of those Those, um, mindsets that have been either very overtly given to them, like the one I just described, or the ones that are more subtle that they made up in their minds just to try and make sense of the world or to try and exist in in the world as
0: they knew it. So this is how our limiting beliefs get formed, I guess.
1: Yes. Yeah. It can go happen both ways, consciously and unconsciously. Yes. Yes.
0: I remember, I I always tell about this placebo Lion, and, um, you know at the brainwave levels when we are at beta level we always make sentences like i must do that i should do that i should uh finish this report i should uh i don't know pay the bills i must get my child from the school i i should um i have to cook tonight and all those words are kind of um the chasing lions and mm-hmm. like our ancestors were living in the woods and they were chased by lions. And this, the same effect created in our lives, not by a lion, but a plausible lion, like with the sentences I must, and mm-hmm. somehow they turn into our limiting beliefs. I, I like that.
1: <laughs> mm, exactly. And some of the things that were needed for survival. So you,
0: know,
1: you go back to, you know, I can't be idle. Well, that probably might have been true for our ancestors, (laughs) who, if they weren't moving, they might have gotten eaten by the lion. Um, And so, but is it true now? And I think that's one of the pieces is really beginning to ask the question, is it true? Does it need to be true? Um, And if the answer is no or not always, then how do we begin to claim that new belief system that we want to? And how do we get that ingrained in us and, and trying to free ourselves up from that kind of constrictive thinking
0: okay and why is it important to heal your whole self mind body and spirit mm-hmm. could yeah. be a question
1: <laughs> it's a great question i the, the deep question <laughs> yeah well i mean first of all I, I guess you have to have a belief system that that is important i mean that's a value i, I know like i mentioned you know kind of leaving. Um, you know, the corporate American environment is the corporate environment, wherever you are, whatever country you live in, um, or the intense environment. I mean, some people just they really truly do live in their heads. And, and, and again, it can work for us. But then you think about the stress that you're putting on your body and not giving it its due. I mean, if you don't take care of your body, if you're constantly stressing it, there will be negative ramifications down, down the road. And so, and this, and, and I believe also same with your spirit, if you don't nurture and, and it's interesting, increasingly, I, I hear the use of breath being referred to in so many different ways, both from a, you know, like a doctor, it's like, well, back to my, you know, my having a panic attack was the first thing you tell people, Breathe, you know, take a deep breath, calm yourself. And so to me, it's, it it makes like immediate body sense, but it's also a way to kind of be able to manage yourself all the time. And as you're moving into any kind of situation, if you learn the practice of breath and slowing down and getting in tune and, and, and to be honest, when I was doing my healing work, Mm -hmm. that was a very big step for me was I had not listened to my body. Like I said, I was operating from my head up for, for 30 years and, and, but my body was telling me messages all along. And so yeah. sometimes if we slow down and so that's where, you know, beginning. And so beginning to breathe, gets you into your body to honor it, to listen to it. Okay. Why are my shoulders always up in my ears? And I'm always so tense. What would happen if I released them some, I can't, can't tell you the number of people I work with that we open with just some base kind of breathing grounding. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't. I had no idea. I was just so tense. And so, and then the same with the spirit, as far as listening to me, that's your inner wisdom. If you can quiet and really listen to your inner wisdom, it tells you a little more about what you truly believe, what's the right thing for you, um, how to, to really begin to move into that, that, um, kind of whole self place moving into your true self and I think your spirit your your inner knowing which also kind of for me ties into your spirit will help guide you there as well so I I personally have found all three to be so important to my 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 health
0: okay and you delivered this help through an organization right
1: yes yes like so
0: I yeah, so I created um,
1: it's called Going Forward, colon Survivors to Thrivers. and and I named it that because one, I truly do want people to not be stuck. I just said so going forward seemed important to me. And when I work with people, we talk about you know, your going forward chapter, your going forward story. Um, but it's also truly moving from that that survivor, survival existence place to your truly thriving self where you feel a sense of freedom and slow and, and fullness of purpose. And so um, we do a number of different things. One of the things that I I really, I want, survivors can feel so alone sometimes. And so I really, my, my part of my hope and um, effort is to create what I call a thriver tribe. And so we all kind of know that we're in it together, you know? And so I have a, a quarterly newsletter that I do for, um, for my Thriver tribe. And I, I, I talk about some practices. I also talk about some cool offerings that are happening. I would offer up, I'll have links to say this podcast so that they can tap into our conversation. So it's a way for survivors, no matter where they are on the survivor to thriver continuum, they can get that, that goodness and light spoken into them. So that's one thing I do. Um, I do daily Instagram and Facebook posts. And they are, you know, it may be um, quote that I ask you to go, you know, reflect on it may be Um, a picture that's just a gorgeous picture and and ask for some reflection around that. Um, This month, I actually have a guest, I have a blog, a monthly blog. And this month, I have a guest driver um, who wrote the blog. And, And so I'm doing highlights from her blog into my Instagram so that people could then go back out and tap into the blog. And so with the blog on the first of the month, we offer um, a thought piece, you know, so she talks about and she believes that we have four seasons in life, just like we have okay. four seasons of the of the year. And so she talks about that. And so and now on the 15th of the month, we do some exercises so people can begin to do some practices toward healing. So we provide this this ongoing platform to support our thriver tribe and our our survivors who are moving toward thriving we also provide um the one-on-one so i do meet with people one-on-one to do this work and i do have i kind of describe some of the process i use but you know there's a process i take people through and sometimes it might take a little longer to work through the limiting beliefs and that's okay but there's there's, and i have a journal that goes with it Um, and so we have that and also um I I do um, small group retreats as well. Um, So, yeah. And I guess the last piece is a book. Um, I created this book. And the book is really, it's a little bit of a blend of my one-on-one work and my retreat work. And so it's a a way for individuals who may want to begin doing the work on their own um, at their home, that's a, it's an opportunity to begin. And so I ask some of these questions that I've offered today. And I, I talk about what my answer to them is, and I encourage people to reflect on them. And so it's a great way to start doing that reflection. And one kind of cool thing is that um, as we are in April. Um, uh, my book is available on Amazon and I'm doing 25% off because wow. this is the month of, um, sexual, this is sexual abuse awareness month. And I want to bring, I want this to be a resource to anyone who can, you know, wants to begin to do the work. And also I've been told it's a great resource for people who have loved ones mm-hmm. who might be working through this because I describe like the example I gave about my panic attack. I talk about that in the book. And so people can begin to understand what their loved one has gone through and, and can increase their understanding. So, yeah, so I wanted to make it accessible and I want to offer that to your, your viewers as well.
0: Oh, it's going to be, a, it's a blessing. So many people will, would benefit from that. I'm, I'm so happy about it. And guys, uh, I'll be sharing the link in the captions. So yeah. Uh... Go there and find that book on Amazon. Is there anything else you would like to share with us before mm. we end it here?
1: I guess you know one of the biggest things I want people to know is that you are not alone and. And, you know, there are so many of us that are on this, this journey. And like I said, there's different places along the journey. And just like I had that beautiful person who was at the workshop with me, who said, I've been there and let me encourage you to do your healing work. That would be my message for you is that, you know, so many times we, we can feel, we can feel, I don't know, well, this topic sometimes often brings shame I don't know that everybody feels that but if you feel kind of suppressed or not sure you want to to um be that vulnerable just start start doing things in small ways and I would encourage you to tap into our Instagram or Facebook posts, tap into our blogs and again the book will be a great resource just for you to begin to take those baby steps but Um, And I would love for you to um, email me at tambri at survivors to thrivers.com to put you on our email distribution so you can be part of our thriver tribe. So just know you have a community here and I just am grateful for the opportunity to tell you a little bit about us.
0: Thank you, Tambri. It's so, so uh, great to have you here today. And I'm sure uh, what you share, what your message is so important and will help many souls to thrive. so um all right everyone um my message for today is you are worthy and you are not alone whatever you have been going through there is a community for you to support you there are people who can understand what you have been going through and what you need and they are willing to create a sacred space for you, a safe space for you to heal your wounds and to shine again. And um, well, as I always say, may the joy be with you and I love you.